Wow. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of most ages. Hi. Welcome to the Raw and Unscripted Show with yours truly, Christopher Roush, the place where I help you overcome your self-created crap without the self-help fluffy bullshit. And I'm excited tonight because the guest I have coming on here in just a short minute um, is somebody who has become a personal friend of mine. So I'll introduce him here in a second. But I just want to, you know, first and foremost, thank you so much for being here and spending your time here on the Kick-Ass um, show, you know, the Raw and Unscripted Show with myself. Um, I'm really truly value everybody who comes here and, and watches this either live or on the replays and shares it out and comments and asks us questions. Um, that is such a thrill for people who host these shows. When you interact with them and you ask them questions, that is so super awesome because um, it really does give us feedback that lets us know that we're onto something and we're doing something that provides you value and provides you some sort of hope or obviously um, skills that can get you to where you need to go in life and take your level to take your success to the next unstoppable level. Um, so I'm just so grateful for you guys for being here. Um, I just want to see if we got any comments, make sure I'm looking at the right stuff here. Um, yeah. So, um, anyways, yeah. So you're on the Ron and scripted show with Christopher Roush. And if you've been following us for a while, uh, when I first started this podcast, I started off doing it as a solo podcast and actually it wasn't even on video. It was just on, it was just an audio podcast that we sent to iTunes and Stitcher and iHeartRadio and all those other things. And it wasn't until, you know, the COVID thing came up and we started doing Facebook lives and started getting in front of the camera a little bit more. And honestly, I mean, any of us that get in front of the camera at first is going to be just like weirded out. It's going to just feel weird. It feels uncomfortable. You're like sitting here, literally, I'm in my studio right now talking to a camera. Um, so it is awkward. But once you do it after a little while, it's pretty cool in the fact that you can connect with people. You know, I was uh, listening to a podcast the other day and I thought to myself, I'd really like to see the expression on their faces as they're giving the podcast. So that's one of the reasons why we decided to bring the Ron and Scripted Show to you on video because that interaction, that eye contact, that physicality that we're having, even though it's virtual and digital, there's still that connection there. And I really wanted to do that. And so far that we've been doing these and now we've been doing these shows live, the Ron and Scripted shows, we've been doing most of them live. And that adds an extra exciting component to the fact of we're just free falling. And that's one of the things that I teach you guys the most really is the fact that you have to own the fact that every moment is uncertain. You know, I've been talking with a lot of people over the last couple of months, especially since COVID started and now with the protests and everything that's just going on in the world. And people are just like, you know, I want to go back to the new normal. I want to go back to, you know, what's comfortable. And I sit there and I talk to them and I say, you know what? There's not going to be a normal. You can't go back to the new normal. Well, I mean, you can't go back to normal. You're going to create your new normal based on your attitudes and based on your convictions and based on the things that you're doing right now. Um, that's really going to magnify the fact of whether you're going to be happy or sad. And there is no new normal. And you have to really just draw down deep into your gut and your soul and figure out what's important to you. What is it that's going to get you to the next level? And getting uncomfortable or getting comfortable with being uncomfortable is like an exponential uh, component of that kick-ass success. I was just talking with a coaching client just a few hours ago, about an hour ago. And seeing the fact that she's getting more comfortable with things being uncertain. She's like, you know, I can't predict the next five minutes. I can't predict what's going to happen a week from now. I'm like, no, you can't. I mean, you literally can't predict what's going to happen in the next 10 seconds. And there's a beauty in that. There's an excitement in that, that you see life is unfolding. I was just telling her also that life happens for a reason, season, or a lifetime. Let me say that again. It happens for a reason, season, or a lifetime. So something may be a reason. And you guys know me. I have my tattoo that says, what doesn't kill me makes me stronger. So I sit there and take those reasons, even if they're shitty ones. And I try to change my perspective about it. So what am I supposed to get out of this? How am I supposed to learn? How am I supposed to grow? What can I take from this to teach other people? So I give it a meaning. 
But when you try to control the outcomes of everything, what you're trying to do is you're trying to play it safe. And if you're trying to play it safe, then guess what? You're going to get to the end of your life and you're like, okay, I had a safe life, but I didn't really truly live. You know, and most people are existing versus living. And that's one thing I'm super excited about because my guest tonight is a phenomenal speaker. He's a phenomenal coach. He's a phenomenal person. Um, I've known Eric Swanson now for many, many years here in the speaking circuit. Um, we have actually, uh, <laughs> Eric's backstage uh, waving something at me and trying to get my attention. Um, but no, Eric is, is a phenomenal dude. I mean, he has literally 18 years of experience dealing with and working with the likes of Les Brown, Brian Tracy, Mark Victor Hansen, uh, uh, Tony Robbins. I mean, the list goes on and on. Uh, he has his Habitude Warrior Conferences four times a year throughout the United States. He teaches speakers. He coaches people. He has multiple different programs for anything that's got that you have going on. And so I'm super excited to uh, to bring to the the Ron and Scripted Show, Mr. Awesome himself, Mr. Eric Swanson. Eric Swanson, how are you doing, brother? Uh, Swanson couldn't make it. I'm his assistant. How you doing, brother? <laughs> oh, looks like looks like Mick Jagger kind of. Uh, yeah. No, that's with, with the microphone some... at all. Look, he's got a mic on him. Check it out. Yeah. No, that's nice. How you doing, brother? What's up, man? What's up? I guess I don't need three mics, do I? I got do like three mics. What the hell's that? That's like a. I'm not even gonna oh. say it. I'm gonna this say it. Awesome, man. This is a. Don't say it, man. This is a boom mic. There you go. It's a boom mic, man. This but I'm so using you, this one today. So what do you use the boom mic for? Uh, when I stand, actually, back over this way. There's a. Oh. I got a whole studio back here. Yeah. Now I know. I have a studio too. It's right here. I know. Your studio is awesome, man. Your studio. Is <laughs> uh, better than my studio. No, but I need to get a boom mic. Actually, my my scissor mic will go up if I stand up. Plus, I have this is actually a rising desk, so I can literally press a button and my desk can go up and I can just start standing. Really, I love yeah. that. Let's yeah. do it. Let's do it. No, I'm not going to do it right now. Um, so, hey, no, seriously, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, you know, full transparency, you and I have been talking back and forth the last couple of days using a great app called Marco Polo. So thank you for introducing me to that. And, yeah. uh, and thank you for being on the show. I mean, literally, Eric, I mean, like I said in the intro, I've known you and known about you for so many years and you've known about me. But it's amazing. Like when I said in the intro, talking about everything happens for a season, a reason, a lifetime, you yeah. know, this this point in time now now we're connecting and, and learning more about each other and i'm super excited because um you know i've shared this on my show before so it's not anything that's 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 unfamiliar to my listeners but the yeah. fact of you know i'm a lone ranger for the most part you know I, I don't get involved in a lot of different groups i don't get involved in a lot of different circles you know you and i have talked you know i'm a pretty private guy but very outspoken and things of that nature so um i really just i want to compliment you on your your ethics and your morals and your values and the fact that you stick to what it is that you're doing and i've seen you interact with the people in your conferences and everything so just want to give you huge props and thank you for being here yeah man and, thanks so much man i'm, I'm pumped man i'm i'm pumped to make it on Un, what is it? Raw, unraw? No, raw, 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 raw and unscripted. So it's like, unraw would be hooked, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so one of the things I was talking about, and I've been talking about last couple of days, big time, is just what we've been through in our in in the last you know couple of months since March. And I know personally, you have been hugely um, out there on Facebook Lives, doing your own lives, doing panel discussions, being interviewed, all sorts of things, delivering and serving you know personal development and inspiration. My question to you, Eric, and I asked this to myself too, what have you personally gained or learned yourself during this time? I mean, obviously we have COVID, now we got the protests going on, we got all sorts of financial uncertainty, we got political stuff, and we got a lot of, we got a shit storm going on in our world. What have you personally learned or gained in this time that's helped you um, become a better person or become a, a better advocate for people's rights and things of that nature? 
Yeah, man. Really great question, actually. Um, so, you, you know, interesting enough, like in, in these times, I think that all of us, if you're smart, which you and I both are, uh, I think that we, um, we, you know, there's a plug for both of us. Uh, I think that if you're, if you're really a smart individual, what you'll do is, um, is, is really take that introspect of yourself, you know, and, and take, you know, some of my, my great friends, as, as you know, a few of them as well, uh, like Sharon Lecter and, and Laurel and all these, all these really cool, cool individuals. They're like, this is a timeout. I kept on hearing that this is a timeout, a timeout in the world that we can go ahead and take this introspect and find out what we're really, what, what is our real values, right? We're, let's reset. You know how we, we, we do this during, uh, what at the end of the year, right? And then uh, January first, we're like, okay, resolutions and so forth. Like my mentor Brian Tracy always used to joke around uh, with the team and I about, um, you know, resolutions are set by January first, but then by Super Bowl we forgot what they were, right? So, so it's like this is kind of like the reset time for us. And if you're like I was saying, if you're smart, you'll you'll go into into, into your deep awesomeness, you know, not like a deep hole or anything, but yourself and find out what you're really made out of what you really what, what is your real value because then you get to identify and say okay well was i doing this whatever that was for the last three months six months a year whatever it is um was i do or or longer right this is the first time to have a pandemic like we've had in oh, I, I don't know my lifetime i don't know about yours 19, 19 18 i think was the last big one yeah so i wasn't here i don't know you may have been i wasn't here. so so yeah exactly so uh, <laughs> Hey, my assistant's like, what happened? Um, mm. But the thing is, like, this is the time to to look at yourself and say, okay, well, am I going down the road that I really want to go down? You know, I know you and I have talked about this. Um, uh, we, we've just started to get to know each other, and we we've talked about this already. That you know, are we doing the things that are are near and dear to our heart, or are we doing it for um, the sake of other people, or the sake of just making a buck, or you know what I mean? Like, so for me, it's really. Um, it's, it's gotten me vulnerable for myself. I mean, I was really vulnerable and uh, like, like this authentic and vulnerability has really set the stage. And, and I'm learning that people want that. They want to see the real you because they're sick of people being actors on TV or actors in on this thing, you know, and, mm -hmm. uh, and I really learned, you know? Yeah. I mean, it, like some of us are just actors. Have you ever noticed those, uh, those, instant coaches it's like well where did you get your credit accreditation well i didn't really so you just yeah. called yourself a coach yeah instantly why because i have a website that's basically it mm -hmm. you know good luck with that yeah i've seen some people like that and it's like come on you know um are, are we anyway you're getting getting me down a rabbit hole so uh yeah that's the that's the thing man i've, I've noticed that uh for myself i mean i'm i'm true you and i have talked about this before as well I'm true north. I'm true to myself. Okay, no matter what. So if if that means that people are gonna jump on that awesome, awesome mission and, and join us, great. And if they're not, that's fine. You know, it's like I'm there to be uh, at the very least. Again, I learned this from Brian Tracy. At the very least, please yourself, please you and your family and your and your future and your awesomeness. Right. And I'm I'm coming up with a new uh, a new site. By the way, I've taken over the show. So. This <laughs> now the eric swanson show and uh and, and i think i'm, I'm gonna glad to be on your show eric oh yeah put me full screen for a second put me full screen so no. so come on just for a second somebody wants somebody wants to know what marco what what is marco polo explain that uh, marco can you play marco polo. Polo. Yeah. Exactly. marco <laughs> polo is a great app it's a it is 
it's an app on the on the on the phone, and it's a great um, video. It's like WhatsApp, but it's on. It's better, in my opinion. But I was going to say that I'm going to come up with a new show. Oh, there we go. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Eric Swanson. I'm really excited about bringing on our guest today. Uh, who is who is it? Oh, my my assistant's handing me a sheet. Thank you. Um, it is Christopher Roush, ladies and gentlemen. Bring him on. All right. Oh my God. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So, no. Yeah. What um, I was going to say was I I think I'm going to come up with a new a new thing, uh, a new website, a new something, a new project or whatever it is. It's called and it's going to be like it's going to be called like Awesome AF. Right. And, and, the, and the thing is the AF dude is it's going to be called create your awesome AF. That's what it's going to be called. And the AF for me is going to be awesome future. Okay. So, mm-hmm. Nice little hey, plan. Yep. 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 No, I like that. AF. yep. No, that's good. That's good. Um, so through this time listening to you, Eric, and thank you for that vulnerability. Right. I mean, that's, I mean, that, I mean, that's such, that's such a scary word when you sit there and talk to people about it. And that's something I've struggled with my, not my entire life, but there's been certain aspects of my life, you know, having the tough guy image and, you know, always being in control of your feelings. And the more I've learned just to step into that vulnerability and step into that openness, that rawness of who we are as people, the more you actually connect and the more you get to find and the more you get to love yourself. Is that what you found in, in your journey with being more vulnerable? Yeah, without a doubt. And more, uh, more people come out to come out. That's weird. More people come out to you. Like they literally come out and say, Hey, you know what? I noticed that you really impressed me on that. You really excited me about this. You really, you know, I was on the phone with one of my team members uh, today. So I, I run, I, I, we have about 10 different major programs and products or not products, but programs and uh, projects that we work on with, with our company. And one of our projects and, and programs is a mastermind. And I was talking to them earlier today and, and we had a team meeting and, and basically, you know, they, they said, you know, it's interesting where it, when we're very genuine and authentic and open and compassionate, then people start responding. But when, when you try to sell them, people don't want to respond to you. You know, they're like, they push back. Was it you? I wrote this down earlier. I don't know if this is you who said this, but somebody, somebody said, we don't sell you. We select you. Was that you? That wasn't me, but I like that. It's beautiful. I heard that earlier today and I wrote that down for myself. I can't remember who wrote it. So you know what? It's unknown. And now it's Eric Swanson. All right. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Cindy says, Eric's funny. I like him. Happy vibrations. Oh, there you go. What's up, Cindy? Oh, where'd she go? We're Cindy. giving you some good vibrations. Good vibrations. Yes. Uh, well, thank you guys all oh, for being here. We also, uh, Ray wants to know about murder hornets, but we're not going to talk about those. Um, yeah. So, so, so talk to me about, you know, one of your signature phrases is habitude. What is that? What is a habitude and why did you select that as your like keynote kind of thing to focus on? What's, what's the crux of a habitude? Yeah, man. Great question. So habitude is a combination of your habits and your attitude. That's it. It's very simple. And the genesis of that was uh, when I was sitting down with a guy named Jim Rohn back in about 15 years ago, 14 years ago, right before he passed and Hey, Colleen, what's happening? Woo. Um, and, uh, Jim Rohn and I were talking in Houston, Texas. And for your listeners, I'm sure they know Jim Rohn. He's amazing. Uh, what well, was amazing is still amazing. He's a legend. So I had the pleasure of uh, working with him and having him on one of our stages back in Houston. And he was a headliner with Brian Tracy and Jim comes up to me and says, Hey, Eric, come here for a second. I said, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Mr. Rohn, what can I, can I get you something? He's like, no, what, what do you do? What are you doing for, for Brian Tracy? And I said, uh, what do you mean? What am I doing? I'm, I'm the best salesperson there is. I'm awesome, man. What are you talking about? And he's like, huh, what do you really want to do? 
That's what he said to me. That's what he asked me. I was like, what a what a really interesting question. So I went away and I came back and I ran away again because I was scared because it was Jim Rohn. Then I came back finally and I said, okay, Mr. Rohn, I think I figured it out. I, I want to help people with their habits and their attitude and and literally just help my, them and help myself with the same thing. And he's like, you know what? You should put that together. That's a really great, great word. I was like, wow, great word. So I copyrighted it. I got the whole thing. And um it's, it's awesome. Then I was sitting down with another buddy of mine, John Astroff from The Secret, if you're familiar with John. Yep. Great guy, great guy up, up the street in Carlsbad. And um, and he's he, he, was, he and I were talking, uh, I don't know which city we're in. I think we're in San Diego. And I told him about it. I said, you know, I was talking to Jim Rohn yesterday about this. And he's like, Eric, if you don't like copyright that and, t and do it, I'm going to steal it. I'm doing it. I'm like, oh, no, I got it. And then John started his, uh, his neuro... Uh, brain uh technique so anyway so that was that was really funny and then pulling that full circle check this out i don't, I, I rarely tell this story but uh so my birthday is november november 22nd and uh and i'm 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 getting off the phone with a gentleman who we this is years ago where um i developed the habitude warrior and we've had these all these events and everything right for years and i get this call from this guy jim i think i i forget his first name um out of atlanta and he goes, hey, listen, my name is so-and-so. Um, I have, I, I literally am this kindergarten teacher and I've written books and the books, all the series is called the Habitude book for kindergarten, you know, for, for growth or something. I'm like, wow, that's pretty cool. He goes, look, we got to come to an agreement because, you know, like, you know, uh, let's get our attorneys involved and so forth. But just let's come to an agreement where you use it a certain way, I use it a different way. I'm like, no problem. Wow. Let's yeah, so we collaborated together, we got that together and so forth, right? So so literally we didn't want it, both of us agreed. We were like, look, I've been using this for 10 years, 15 years, he's like, me too. So we didn't want to shut each other down, but we had the same name by coincidence. Here's the cool, the interesting part is, not only do we collaborate together, but I'm getting off the phone with him. We finally finalized everything on my birthday, okay? I was in Dallas, Texas at the time, this is years ago. And I'm getting on the phone, I go, all right, well, Jim, great great talking to you, man. I'm glad we worked everything out. You know, good luck with everything, uh, you know, off to the birthday dinner. He goes, oh, thank you, thank you for the birthday wish. No way. <laughs> I said, that's what I said, Whoa. no way. What are you talking about birthday wish? I mean, yeah, you. I mean, I'm. thank you. He goes, no, wait, what? <laughs> I go, Jim. You got the same birthday too, Jim, Jim. What's your birthday? He goes November twenty second. I go, what year? Same year, same day. We were born on the same day, and we both came up with the same exact word for our companies or books and so forth. Fifteen years apart. Wow, isn't that amazing? It's so wild. It's chill. that is that is that is so cool. That is yeah. so cool. That's so like, when, and and thinking about habits, that's that brings up a great question for me that I've had people ask me. And thinking about you know the research I've done on David Goggins and all, and all these different guys that are like just endurance people. How long? I mean, we've heard different studies. In your experience, how long does it take to form a new habit, and why? Okay, if it, it, to form a bad habit is two days. You have to have the first day and second day, you're done. Bad habit. To form a good habit, it's they say 21 to 30 days. It's actually longer. If you yeah. talk to Goggins, you talk to all these guys, look, it's longer. It's at least 60 days, 90 days, and you've got it set. And it's literally ingrained in your mindset and your body and your cells. You know, it's 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 in your in your body, and that's where it's gotta be. You know, it's got to be in your in, in your in your passion, you know, on a consistent level. So I give it 60 to 90 days to actually stick. Yeah, no, that's that that's the it's interesting you say that because I used to espouse like 21 days to a new habit. You know, that's all it takes. That's and then I was point. like, 
Okay. And I was preaching that and I wasn't seeing the results, but then when I did 75 hard, are you familiar with 75 hard? Oh yeah, that's right. My buddy did that and uh, loves it. It's amazing. Yeah. No, I yeah. did it. I did it last September. I, it was like a one day thing. I knew about it for a while because I follow Andy Frisella, um, which is funny because now he's called Andy Frisella AF. But oh, it's, it's, everyone's AF. <laughs> yeah, so it's it is as ass fuck. But um, can't yeah, wait for like Sharon Lecter AF. It's never gonna be. <laughs> uh, well, you never know. You never know. Um, but um, yeah, when, when I when I did seventy five hard, it was like okay you know, 75 days, no sugar. I mean, clean eating, no alcohol. I mean, no sugar, no cheating, no nothing Two workouts a day, the gallon of water every day, the personal development. It was great. I mean, it was awesome. It, it took everything I had some days to like fulfill it and finish it out. Like doing my workout, like at 1230 midnight, because I didn't get a chance to do it because everything else was going on. But that right. commitment, man, that really, that really solidified a lot of things. So yeah, to your point, I can see that, you know, at least literally at least 60 days, but you take it out and you do it for three months, two and a half months. I mean, you're really on a roll. I was just coaching somebody yesterday and I'm like, you're, and she was doing 75 hard. And I was like, listen, you are at this sweet spot. You've already done all these things and how, look how good you're feeling and everything. So I think that's important. What are your recommendations for setting a new habit? I know that there's a lot of different philosophies out there. You read different books, different things. What method works for you and and why, and why does it work for you? And work yeah. for you? Interesting about the 75 hard, by the way. I love it. I'm probably going to do that sometime. Right now, I'm on the I'm on the 60 soft uh, plan, which is awesome. It's very easy to do. Like literally, I'm doing it right now. Like right mm -hmm. this second, I'm working on the 60 soft. It's awesome. So <laughs> nobody likes my jokes. So they, uh, so, day 57. <laughs> day 57. Of what the sixty soft or the seventy five hard? Seventy five hard. Colleen in the house. You Doing know, magnificent. Dude, you should come up with seventy five hard AF. <laughs> I'm actually going to come up with something. Honestly, this is the God's honest truth. When I first saw it, I was like, you know what? That's a good challenge. But I want something. I like. I don't like things that are so like stringent. I like to have a little fun in life. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think there's a period where you go through and you get stringent and you get strong. But for me, I was like, okay, six days a week with one cheat day. I, you know, read Tim Ferriss's book and I've talked to a lot of different people and I was yeah. thinking about oh, something I was, mine's going to be with the number 69 because that's just my brand style and everything else. So I'm like, I can't call it 69 hard because that's going to sound like a porno. So, uh, so, help me call the name. so, so uh, 69 is AF 69 AF. No, I don't know. Yeah. So something else, but um, yeah, do everything upside down. That'd be awesome. Yeah. But talk to us how, how we set habits, how we, how we decide to change our habits, what's involved in changing our habits, what commitments do we need to make, what practices do we need to make to yeah. change our habits, whether it's for our attitude or for our physicality or anything else in our life. Sure. By the way, if you do the 69 uh, anything, you should literally do the live and do it all the way upside down, like the computer's upside down, like constantly. That'll be the brand. <laughs> be hilarious. Um, so, so to change a habit, I mean, pick your habit, like literally find out what you're what you want to change and 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 ask ask yourself like what's it going to take to change this what what are the results about it like the benefits you know everyone says uh sell the benefits not not the uh you know sell the sizzle not the actual thing that that it is and it's true you know how's it going to make you feel um so what is it that you want to change about yourself and and um and, and at that point, what I do is I grab a blank, blank piece of paper, I write it down on the top of a piece of paper, and then I put all the pros on the front of the paper. And then I switch over the paper to the other side. I put all the cons on the back side, you know? So it's like, well, you know, if I lose X amount of pounds, then, you know, the pros would be really great. It would be like, 
uh, I'm going to be a, a, you know, better shape. People are going to like me more. I don't know. I, I, like, like they're, they're going to want to date me more. I don't know. I have, I'll have like 19 dates instead of uh, only three a night. Um, and then I'm just kidding. And then, uh, and, and so forth and so on. Like it's going to be healthier. You're going to feel great. You're going to have more vitality. You're going to get up earlier, stuff like that. There's so many positives in losing weight, let's say. And I'm just using it as an example. It could be gaining weight. It could be anything you want. Um, but on the flip side, what, what are the things that, that are negative about it? And you start noticing, well, there's really not that much negative about it. Okay, I can't eat cookies that much, all right? Um, I, I don't know, uh, some, I'll, I'll save money. Well, that goes on the front end. That doesn't go on the back end, uh, the back side. So what are the, the negatives about not doing that, 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 that uh, new goal? And you'll start noticing, it's kind of like a Benjamin, Benjamin Franklin uh, close. Are you familiar with that? Do you know, no. you know what that is, right? Oh, okay, Benjamin Franklin close is, is literally where you take a blank piece of paper and uh, he used to do, actually, let me show you. He used to do this where um, ben, Benjamin Franklin made this up. So he would he would say, look guys, let's vote on this. And he'd say, here are the yeses and here are the no's. So he would actually put a blank piece of paper and put yes and no, right, mm -hmm. on one side. Oh, and, yeah. and then the yeses, you start filling them in, right? Da, 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 like you help the person fill them in. So, so these are all like, I'm filling those all in, right? The yes, 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 yes. This is the reason why you want to do this. And, and you literally fill it all in with, with the person right in front of you. Then you take the pen and the piece of paper and you hand it to them and go, figure out a few no's, you know? And they're like, they can't figure it out. You don't help them with the no's. So that's, that's the Benjamin Franklin close. But it, it works with, uh, with your mindset. You know, what I do is this. I, I'm always a, a proponent of getting my congruency of my subconscious mind with my conscious mind. And that's what all the all the readings uh, that you see behind me here, I have bookcases all around me in the studio. And and it's it's just, and I just got, oh, I just got this latest book. I wanted to share it with you guys. It just came in in uh, Amazon uh, mail today. Check this out, Uncommon Friends the um, from James uh, Newton. But the thing is, he, this guy lived on, I don't know if you've heard of this book before, but no, it's, what is, what is it? say it again. It, oh man, it's Uncommon Friends. Okay. And here's the deal. He, he was in a cul-de-sac at a time period, literally spending time with Henry Ford, Harvey Firestone, and Charles Lindbergh and Thomas Edison. So the five or six- For real? For real? around like like shared this beach beach home and around the the themselves like a cul-de-sac and they spent a month every year together like that and they they came up with what they learned from each other pretty cool right uncommon friends so when was yeah, that book published i mean geez I, this is like it's 1800 i don't know 19 <laughs> no it's it's 1832? old 19 uh I'll, I'll look for it for, uh, quickly here it's, I mean, look at this. It's got old style photos and everything. It's amazing. Um, you know who introduced me to this book is uh, my good friend, Dan Clark. This was published back in early 1900s, but then 1987 was another rendition. So anyway, um, my point is learn, you know, grab all this information like but the information is not going to help you unless you actually move it to the next level like i i have tools of titans right here from tim ferris right literally right there i'm right there <laughs> yeah you can't see it i use it as a as a as a, a, a doorway anyway um <laughs> like this yeah, <laughs> yep. i use it as a, as a bookend i have both sure. of his books literally both of his books on the end of my bookshelf holding my other books up i swear to god that's awesome so, so you know what? Decide what you want to get, what you want to do, what you want to have, what you want to be, you know, and and use it in the present tense. And and it sounds trivial, but it's true. Like if you, you know, if you're talking about income, say I earn X amount, 
don't say I'm going to, because if you keep on saying I'm going to, then that just keeps on, uh, like my buddy Greg Reed says, that's the one size. You know what the one size are? The one size? It's mm. one side do this, one side do that, one side do this, one side do that, then I'll see that, right? So stop one sighing yourself and actually get it done. So act as if. Yeah, that's another statement right there. Act as if, right? Act mm. as if you already uh, exist in that, in that realm, in that awesomeness. The universe works that way. It's amazing. Oh. I actually act as acted. I used that from my sophomore year to the junior year of high school because what happened was, um, so right now I'm, I'm pretty tall. I'm tall and kind of thin. Back then I was like short and a little bit that way, right? I was I was, I was taller that way than this way, okay? Um, so, so I was like, I wasn't a, you know, I was kind of overweight and I wasn't a tall guy. I was really short um, growing up. And, and my sophomore year, in between sophomore year to junior year, I transferred to um, to the uh, to, to another high school up in Vermont from Washington DC. So literally I moved. And I went from a high school that was like, it should have been called like Thomas S. Bully High School because it was like totally bullies. I mean, it was nuts. My, my brother, my brother, I never say this story, but that's crazy. My brother, see, I thought my nickname was get out of here. That's what I thought my nickname was. And my, my, was stupid. my brother was a letterman. He, he was a, a football guy and, and, and uh, his, his friend was this like, have you ever met Boo Radley? Okay, his friend was basically like Boo Radley from Kill a Mockingbird. He came up to me literally and 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 met me this way. He he goes, so my brother goes, my brother's name is Ron. Ron says, hey, Mark, come here. This is my brother. Uh, say hi to him. So Mark comes up to me and picks me up by my neck like this against the lockers. I'm like, put me down. You know, I'm like going like this. And and that's how I met Mark Williams. Now we're, we're good buddies because we're older. But that's how I literally met this guy. So I, I lived in a in a really interesting character, what I call character building experience in my, in my schooling, you know? And then, um, and then I, I decided when I went up to Vermont, I decided enough is enough. I'm, I'm not going to get bullied anymore. I'm, I'm not going to allow other people get bullied either, even though I have a feather in my, look at this little feather deck there. Anyway, uh, so, so here, I'll go this way. So, so long story short, I said to myself, no more, right? And, and I decided, I acted as if like that. I said, I'm going to act as if I am not bullied and I'm going to be one of the popular kids. So I literally made my own pop popularity and then take that full circle 20 years later. I did the same thing with, with the seminar business. You know, I don't know if you, you and I don't know each other that long, but I've been doing this for 22 years and mm -hmm. I got started with Brian Tracy and Brian Tracy, I worked with him for about eight years. And one of the things that he told me to do was to diversify myself, to learn from other people. So I started doing that, started meeting like, Les Brown and Dan Clark and uh, Jack Canfield, Mark Victor Hansen, Laura Langmeyer, Sharon like all these people, you know, Gregory, everybody that I'm all friends with now. Uh, uh, Jim Cathcart, wow, past president of NSA, amazing. Uh, Dr. Um, uh, Nito Cobain, I mean, you name it, like literally a Rolodex of amazingness. Dr. Dennis Waitley, all right? Who, who shares stay, uh, time with these people? Well, I do because I created that, that time piece to be able to do that. So long story short, which I've said four times, which is too late now. So long story short, um, I forgot what I was saying. Uh, basically, uh, you know, create your, create your future, right? Create your AF, right? Oh, I like that. I really like that. Create, create your AF. Create your awesome future, right? And right. what I'm doing, what I did then is I created, I created my own event. I said, okay, enough is enough. I said to uh, Brian Tracy, I go, look, Mr. Tracy, I'm going off to do an event. I'd love you to be on it. He goes, all right, good luck. See you in a little bit. 
I go, you're going to be on it. I go, there's going to be three things that, that I'm going to, I'm going to hit a goal next year. One is I'm going to be driving a Porsche 911 C2 Carrera and uh, with the cab, uh, cabriolet. And the second thing is I'm going to be making X amount of dollars per, uh, per day. And the third is you're going to be on my stage. He's like, all right, we'll see how that works. Sure enough. <laughs> year a year do you of visualize that did you do you do visualization yeah. in your brain okay yeah. visualize it and then i wrote it down and what i would suggest is this you know how there's a lot of uh those um artists that do like like the cartoon sort of white paper cartoon things they're really great at this right mm -hmm. you just say a speech and they'll you know say a speech that's my english right now you, you do a speech <laughs> and uh, and they'll they'll go ahead and artistic it, it right there's another good english for you um so anyway so they'll they'll uh, they'll draw it out what you should do, what I highly recommend is actually get a goal and have somebody do that. Go to Fiverr, go wherever you can, have somebody draw it out and literally put that on your on your wall somewhere. You know, and that's, that's it's, it's critical. Yeah, it's critical. So you, after this, yeah. Go I was ahead. gonna say, do you believe in uh with visualization? Do you believe in dream boards and things of that nature? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Why? Yeah. What talk to talk to the talk to the I know why, but talk to the listeners and the viewers why that's so important, why what that does in our brain. Yeah, so the brain works um, constantly. It's never off. It's always working. And the best time that it works is with your uh, REM sleeping uh, patterns. And what happens is your brain waves and neuro, all this, all this stuff that I don't really understand. But I do know why. I know why it works. I don't understand how it works. So here's the deal. And I'll give you an example. Like when I walk into my uh, my house or my condo here, I'm in uh, Scott. I have to look around. Where am I today? I'm in Scottsdale. <laughs> when I when I'm in Scottsdale and I turn on, I come into the door and I turn on the light. I know the lights on on. I don't have to like call like I don't know who is it Edison who who's who uh, who's invented the light bulb. Yeah, I don't have to understand who literally invented it or how that stuff works. Like fax machines, I still don't understand them. Okay, but the thing is, it works, right? <laughs> and for all your young fax machines, don't worry about it. It went out before the pandemic. So the point is though. Um, I don't know. I don't understand how this stuff works. This technology, this little thing right here, I have no idea why it works the way it does. But the, the point is, I use it as a vehicle. I use it as, as a vehicle for my voice, let's say, for this. And I use the techniques that I know work because I've seen them work before. It's the Roger Bannister story. Do you want to explain that to your audience or shall I? I will. So Roger Bannister story is like um that. you can explain that one, but I mean part of part of, part of what I was pardon? No, I was gonna say I was gonna say I was thinking about reticular activation. Reticular yeah. activation, yeah. like the fact that if you see something, then your mind is gonna be drawn to it. Like people go buy a brand new car, they're thinking about buying a brand new car, and then all of a sudden they see that car everywhere. When you have yeah. a vision board and you have a dream board and you visualize those things and you see it, then you're you're apt to go after it with a lot more conviction and a lot more uh, tenacity because it almost feels like it's real. It's something that, that your mind is digesting. So keeping that stuff in front of you, doing your intentions every day, that's something I do every day is I yeah. wake up and I set my intentions like, here's what I'm intending on tracking. Here's what I, here's what I intend that I have and things yeah. of that nature. But tell us the, tell us the Roger story. Absolutely. In fact, I'll tell you a little bit about the reticular activating system as well. And what Wayne Dyer used to tell us called the C technique, which is awesome. But first I want to say hi to Cindy. Hey, Stacy. Hey, Colleen. What's up, Tina? What's up, guys? What's up, Asia? Asia with uh, dream boards. Awesome. Rock and roll. All right. So uh, the C technique is interesting. You know, Dr. Wayne Dyer and I used to hang out on, on, on occasion at different events. And he's an amazing gentleman. He passed away about eight years ago. Um, fantastic. Part, you know, Wayne Dyer, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I used, I mean, that was my first introduction to any type of uh, self-development. When I was 17 years old, um, I read the, um, uh, uh, 
erroneous zones, zones yep. from uh, and gifts from Icus and all the diff different books. Oh, it's amazing. I was so, I had a Walkman for all you, you kids out there, look it up. I had a Walkman and, uh, and I had the tapes in there and I, I was so upset. I, I hit, I had the souped up Walkman that I could record over the tapes, which wasn't normal. Right. And I recorded <laughs> over the tapes. I'm like, no, but uh, amazing. So, so the C technique is kind of similar to the reticular activating system, the RAS. RAS basically says this, look, when you see something and then you, your, your, your brain waves are gonna kind of look for those again. So you're not noticing it until you notice it. Then you start noticing it a lot more. Like it just shows up everywhere. Like uh, Christopher was saying, you know, you just bought a new red sports car. Well, all of a sudden you see all that same red sports cars everywhere in, in, in on every traffic light, right? Were they there before? Yes. Did you notice them before? No, that's the difference, right? And so, so what John Astroff uh, trains you on the brain waves and what I train you on habits is very similar where it, we train you to ha have a systematic way to be successful, to meet people, to get get to to really connect with them, to connect with yourself, and to connect with your own um, personal uh, goal strategies to to your success of whatever you're trying to accomplish, right? So the reticular activating system is awesome, and the C technique is this: it just reminds you. It's like, see, I told you that's the C technique. See, I told you, I told you there was that was a good idea. I told you there was going to be a lot of those around here. I told you this, and I told you that. That's the C technique. Okay. Um, now getting back to the Roger Bannister story, it's if he can do it, I can do it. So the the story is this: um, in 1952, uh, Roger Bannister was the first person to run a sub four minute mile meaning he broke the four minute mile barrier of, of running, of, of jogging and jogging, well, running. And, uh, and he, he, he did it in three minutes and whatever it was, just, uh, just under four minutes. Well, what was cool about that is amazing, that was awesome. But then within like six months, about 16 or 17 other runners did the same thing. So the question was, well, what's the difference really? Was, was it, was it, did Nike come out with a brand new shoe that, that year? No, it was, well, probably they did, but that wasn't the real reason. The real reason was the belief system, the C, I can do it too, right? And and that's that's really the Roger Bannister story. It has nothing to do with reticular activating system, but it, it just shows that if someone else can do it, you can do it too. There's, uh, you know, in one of the books that's probably behind me somewhere uh, back here, um, I just uh, had the pleasure of working with uh, Don Green yesterday, actually, he, he joined our mastermind for a guest appearance, amazing. And Don Green's the president of the Napoleon Hill Foundation, Think and Grow Rich, okay? Wow. Here, I have a, I have a copy right here. I've literally, uh, this one's a, a signed copy from, <laughs> from one of my events of all the speakers that were on my event. Wow, I've, I've, seen, you, I've seen you share that before. Yeah, Brian Tracy, Kevin Harrington, Don, mm. everybody's in here. Bill Walsh. So, um, uh, mine, mine isn't as fancy. Mine is. Yeah, as that's awesome. But, yeah, but no, it's, it's, it's yellow, and I've had it for a billion years. And yeah, it's right here because I always refer to it. I love it. That's awesome. You got to so, have that. So, think and grow rich. Um, I forgot what I was mentioning, but uh, oh, uh, anything you can. So, so Napoleon Hill came up with this: anything you can uh, conceive and believe in your mind, you can achieve. So just ABC backwards, right? Conceive, believe, achieve. It's really simple, right? But but it's it's a roadmap. There's roadmaps, and most people don't take those roadmaps. You know, there's another another saying that somebody said. Actually, it was Don Green last night, uh, yesterday in our in our mastermind group. We have a closed mastermind group that our members have the pleasure of accessing and interviewing people like him, which is awesome. Not Napoleon Hill, but Don Green. And he had mentioned um, he had mentioned this. Uh, what was it? Um, 
conceivably, oh, never, never take a roadmap from someone who hasn't been there before. Yeah. Uh, coaching too. <laughs> yeah, that was so powerful, right? I mean, never take a, so interesting enough, like, have you been there before? Or have you experienced it? Are you experiencing this? Should I take out, like my other buddy, Greg Reed talks about, he says, don't seek out advice, seek out counsel, right? Counsel, meaning, and his explanation is, you know, if you if you want to be a best-selling uh, author, like I'm a five-time best-selling author right now, number sure. one in so many different areas of categories. Thank you. And wh what happened was, I, I I didn't I didn't just ask my friends. I used to do that. I used to ask my friends, and I'm like, do you think I should write a book? What do you think? You think it's easy to do? And they're like, yeah, probably, maybe, sure. I don't know. They had no idea because they, mm -hmm. they they didn't experience it before. They don't know. They haven't made that drive before. Um, then I started asking people that I respected, like Greg Reed, Jack Canfield, Sharon Lecter, Laura Langmire. I go, how do you guys do it? Can you can you share some ideas with me? And they're like, yeah, what you need to know is this. Don't do these three things. <laughs> they would tell me what to do. <laughs> That's and then, what, I do. And then, what do what's the thing I don't do the yeah. make sure I don't shoot myself in the foot. Yeah, don't do these, right? Don't do these.com. I'm gonna get that. Okay. <laughs> so I have a by the way, I have 255 website uh domain names. It's amazing. It all routes to three domains uh websites that I have. So um, but I always love getting getting new stuff. So yeah, I don't know if I answer your question, but there you go. Well, yeah, sort of. I mean, in, in a long round way. When I when I think about, you know, like as a man thinketh, right? I mean, we're talking about books and talking oh. about influences in our life. One of the things that I started with, and you kind of alluded to it in in um, and I know you have the book because I saw it uh, the other day on your uh, when you were uh, doing oh. your uh, your your tour of your bookshelf. As I yeah. saw it, like, oh, he's got that. Vic yeah. Johnson, right? Vic Johnson? No, it's a James Allen, 1902. James Allen. James Allen, yeah. No, Vic Johnson was a different thing. Sorry. Um, oh, when I hear like fake it till you make it. I've told I, that was one of the things I used to coach people. I was like, fake it till you make it, assume, act as if, and those things. What, you know, is there is there a difference as you know in in fake it till you make it versus what you're talking about here? Is there a delineation? Because I've 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 changed my philosophy about that a little bit, like more as as you know, act as if, you know, like if you're if you want to be the CEO of a company, start acting like that. Don't start walking around telling people what to do, but just start acting and, and holding yourself in that stature that way. Is that what you're trying to say? Because I know some people sit there and they try to fake it, but they do it insincerely and they wind up shooting themselves in the foot because they're really not doing it um, genuinely. Does that make sense? I agree. Yeah, totally. I totally agree with that. And then what happens is they keep on faking it. <laughs> so I have a rule. I have a rule. You can fake it till you make it for six months. That's that's it. It used to be longer than that. It used to be like a year. Now it's six months. Fake it till you make it six months. That's what it is. So you set a goal. You want to make X amount of a year, divide it in half for the six months, act as if you're doing that. And then when you hit that, boom, you hit it and then reset the, that goal for the next six months. So that's what I personally do. And it's, it's literally living in that, in that environment. You know, I have something uh, for me, I have something called PME, which stands for positive mental environment, PME. So I, I set myself up in, in that environment. And I'll give you an example. Like when I, when I wanted to lose some weight, in fact, I'm going to do it again. Uh, I, I like to lose 30 pounds in 40 days. That's what I, I like to do. And yeah. uh, it's, it's, and it's easy for me to do. It's just setting a goal and then setting up your PME. So my PME is uh, I get rid of I got rid of um, I, I did this a long time ago I got rid of three things out of my life I get rid of coffee uh, uh, alcohol and negativity Hey Pamela what's happening uh, So coffee I, yeah and some people are like well two out of three is not bad um, <laughs> What's up Pamela Good to see you So um, <laughs> so what I did was I got rid of coffee I don't really drink coffee anymore but I drink green iced tea But then you what do I do meth You just do meth because you talk as fast as I do <laughs> Yeah I don't do meth but 
so so um, anyway. so what I do is I grab uh, bottles of water and I'll put them in like coming down my stairs of one of my houses. What I'll do is I'll put bottles of water right there at the bottom of the stairway. So before I get to the kitchen, I have to drink three bottles of water before I even get to the kitchen. Right. So it's just this positive mental environment situation. Right. Um, what I'll do sometimes is, is I'll, I'll hide my keys on myself and write a little note saying, you know, to myself, like I'm the one who hit it. Right. And then what I'll do is I'll, I'll, I'll put my bike, you know, my, my uh, mountain bike in front of the door and be like, I'm biking today to wherever I have to go. Right. You force yourself to do these, these things that are going to make you more successful. It's kind of like the 75 hard, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, it's not actually forcing because I've, I've been working a lot with language lately. It's not forcing. You're actually what you're doing is you're setting yourself up for success. Training. You're proactively looking at where your your weak points if will be, if you will. And you're saying, no, I'm going to strategize so that I don't do those things and I do these things instead. So I think that's I think that's beautiful. Thank My you. question to you, Eric, is is how do people shoot themselves in the foot when you think about goal setting and think about all the different things that go on with that? In your experience, obviously heavily with all these amazing individuals, where do people shoot themselves in the foot these days? I know that things have changed a lot with technology and everything, but where do people shoot themselves in the foot? Is it with their with their actions? Are they not consistent? Is it their belief system? Is it their they don't love themselves enough? There's so many different things that I've been seeing lately in these conversations that I've been on, and I've noticed that people are uh, involuntarily like almost punishing themselves. And mm. I was seeing that, but from your perspective and your experience, talk to us about where people shoot themselves and where, what they can do to not do that to themselves. Yeah, I think great question. Uh, I think that they shoot themselves in a few different areas. Uh, well, a lot of areas, but the three, two or three that come to mind right, right off the bat or mm. really stick out is um, they shoot themselves on the commitment level. You know, and, and the second thing is their belief systems of themselves. It's called the self-concept. Con, uh, and the third thing is who they're surrounding themselves with. So those are the three majors. If you look here, it's the deal. If you pick those three and you literally fix those three, you're going to be super successful. <laughs> so let's let's dissect them. You know, the one thing is the belief systems your, yourself, you know, and that's the self-concept. It's like a comfort zone. Um, if you, you know, if you have a, like an air conditioning or heater, there's, there's comfort zones. Well, if you make yourself a little uncomfortable and get used to that uncomfortableness, like self-development, building yourself, doing the extra mile, you know, getting up earlier, uh, going to sleep later, working on a website, this, that, you know, working out, whatever the case is that you're going to, you're going to start doing, you know, just making yourself a little uncomfortable is okay. It's great. It's, 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 that's where the, the, um, the growth patterns come from, you know, like if you go to the gym and you're working out, right, how do you get these big, huge arms? Look at those guns, check it out. Um, it, what happens is you, you're breaking down muscles to build up, build them back up. Right. And, and they build up even stronger. So that's what we have to do. So belief systems is huge. You know, I have, um, let's see if I have it here. It is right here. I've got a, a creed that says I am the best. I am focused. I will succeed. I believe in myself. I set high expectations. I, I will not let others be, bring me down. I, I will learn it and grow every day. So it's about eight or nine, 10 different state, statements. And guys, I keep this in front of me. Right. I already know these, but I keep them in front of me and I, I hand those out to people so that they can learn it too, you know, learn it too. That's what I just said. So number one is belief system, you know, write down that stuff. And how do you feel? You know, every morning you should grab a blank piece of paper. You just sleep like this. You should sleep with a blank piece of paper and a pen right? and then get up in the morning, like put it on your pillow, right? Get up in the morning and go, I am awesome. I am the best. I am going to change people's lives. I am, I am kick ass. Yeah, I am kick ass, right? You start with the I am's. And then we are's right. It's it's it. When you become an I am, 
person, then you become a we are this, right? And you bring it out into the, into the universe, which I think is really cool. And then the other thing, so belief systems is number one. Number two is um, surround yourself. Uh, I think I said number two was something else, but number number three is surrounding yourself with the right type of people. What was number two? What did I say? Um, so, uh, oh, just never giving up, you know, commitment levels. You know, the thing is, so it's belief systems, it's commitment levels. Commitment levels, what I'm talking about there is literally committing to yourself, like never giving up, like stop stop stopping all right stop stopping stop mm -hmm. but i'm telling you like stop stopping you know who's stopping you you you're the only person that, that goes to that ice cream you're the only person that stops making that phone call you know do you know what i do i call i write down a piece of paper again i write down three names every night and and then next morning when i sit at one, one of my desks i see those three names i go oh cool and i'm going to introduce these three people i'll show you i'll actually show you they're right here i keep a list of them because you always want to keep a list of who you connected who to right here's a list of my last three days and it's literally who who i'm connecting these individuals to to those individuals right and i check mark wow. them. and and here's another one this connects steve to these guys boom and then i like steve so much that i connected him to more people, okay? And you'll see some some famous names on there if you if you see them clo closely. But you connect them. So here's tomorrow's. Boom. Connect, connect those people. All right. Thank so, you. so literally make those connections, and then you start being that connecting kind of guy, and then people will start hopefully reciprocating back. But the thing is, um, so you know, commit to your your success. So I commit to doing that. How do I do it? Well, EME, right? Positive mental environment. Go. Why Why do people um? stop their commitment why do people stop is it i mean what does it come from self-love does it come from the fact that they are self-sabotaging why why is it that they stop um a few things one is they're fearful of failure and success sometimes yeah. so they're fearful of success of changing their environment it's all about environment man it's all about being comfortable right everyone wants to be comfortable human beings want to be comfortable that's it so it's it's either fear or it's um it's it's sabotaging yourself while they stop is uh oh, i lost my train of thought i had it there and it, it went away <laughs> it was it's it's hold on it'll come back <laughs> I, I, I think I, you may have been saying it um i found that people will self-sabotage because they don't want to leave their friends and their family behind they'll be on a trajectory and i'll coach them and they'll be like okay i'm all gung-ho and i'm like you're gonna have to have difficult conversations with people because they're gonna try to hold you back because you're gonna make them feel as though they're stupid or they're lazy or everything so they're gonna try to pull you back to make themselves feel better because misery loves company and i've seen people self-sabotage themselves i'm like why are you punishing yourself because somebody else is lazy and doesn't want to do the work you have to wish yeah. them well and you have to move on your journey you have to keep trucking otherwise you're going to be in that complacent spot and you're going going to wind up existing instead of living and you're going to get to the end of the road and you're going to be like regrets. Oh shit. Wow. Yeah. I was worried about that. What other person felt and now I'm miserable just like them. Is that exactly. what you're going to say? Yeah. What I was exactly right. What I was going to say is they're lazy. <laughs> People are yeah. just lazy. People are lazy. They, their comfort zone. They want to be in their comfort zone and then, and they stop short. You know, it's like Seinfeld stopping short, right? Boom. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's a great episode. Um, anyway, so yeah, that's what they do, man. I mean, it's crazy. By the way, somebody asked me a little bit ago, uh, why did I stop drinking coffee? Yeah. I think someone mentioned that. I'll tell you. And she said she met me at some conference. That's awesome. So here's the deal. I quit drinking coffee, and I'll tell you why. Some people are, people ask me, they go, what's wrong with coffee? And my deal is this. Coffee was a crutch to, my, to me. I couldn't start my day unless I had a triple or quadruple espresso going on. All right. Wow. So I, I literally had to go and grab that coffee. And what happened was it was a crutch. So finish this sentence, right? Um, oh, I can't make that first phone call until I have my first cup of 
Coffee. Alcohol. alcohol. No, just kidding. Coffee. Right. So, so that, so that, that was me back in the day. <laughs> that yeah, exactly. That was a deal for me. It's like it's like I had to have the coffee instead of um, I can make this call without my without the coffee. Then you know what happened? This is so cool, man. It actually turned into wait a minute. I am that coffee for that phone call, and then it turned out to be I'm the coffee for the person on the other end of the phone call. So I became other people's coffee. So right now, like, I don't know if you're excited about rock and roll woohoo, because I'm on the phone here or not, but I may be your coffee, right? Linda Sunshine West, what's happening? All right. She's never tasted coffee. Wow. What? Yeah. You should have. Wow. You've never been hung over. <laughs> You've never been to Denny's. Yeah. Hey, Joe, what's up, man, your buddy, Joe, uh, Joe Ingram. What's up? Woo. Joe, Joe says, I believe that people set self-sabotage because inside identity doesn't match the vision internally. They know they haven't done the work to earn it. Yeah. It's congruency. Yeah, there you go. Said, yeah, I mean, if you're not being congruent, then of course you're not going to finish out on anything because you're going to be doing it half the time. I see people doing stuff to impress other people for what? For validation, significance, love. It's like, just do what you want to do and just have enough. The next thing I was going to get to really was for me, at least Eric, and I want to get your opinion on this. For me, it, it, it comes down to this and I love simplicity. So that's why I dig what you say is the yeah. fact that if you have a big enough, why you have a big enough, how? Yeah. So, so my first question is how do people find their why? But first, before you answer that, what is your why? Oh, man, it's great. Hey, Sherry Gideon's uh, got a, a, a shout out here, too. Good to see you. She's one of our mastermind members. Um, so Sherry, Sherry's hey, great people. Angel, what's happening? Angel Lynn uh, Hewer. Cool name. I like that. Um, so what is my why? My why is very simple. It's to help others. It's to help people. That's my why. It's 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 literally to help others. It's it, my why. I mean, I guess the why of that is it makes me feel amazing. It makes me feel great to assist people. You know, you, you already know this. My, my okay. father passed, my father passed away recently. And, and, and these uh, initials came to me, which is NDSO, which stands for no drama serve others. So I wear it as a, as a dog tech. And uh, it's, it's all, it's all about helping others. You know, that's my why, my why of whatever I do is to help, help people. You know, I want to mm -hmm. this, I want to leave this awesome world and, and, and look back and go, Hey, look at this other new awesome world that we're in. <laughs> that's what I want to do. So have you ever written your eulogy? Nope. Nope. You want to help me right now? Let's do it. No. Uh, actually, right that's, that's one thing I did to find out my why is yeah. back in 2008, I went to a funeral and I sat in the back of the church and I was sitting there watching all these people, my buddy, Dave Riley, get up there blubbering about this, this lady that we worked with. And I was just like, wow, this lady really impacted a lot of people. I knew she was a cool person, but she really impacted a lot of people. And I thought about it and I'm like, okay, if I died tomorrow, who would show up and what would they say about me? And this is back in 2008. So it's a while back. Yeah. And at that point in my life, I was doing speaking and everything. But I, at that point, I was really known for partying, chasing girls. Well, not necessarily at that time because I was with my wife. But when the people that knew me from way back when who would come to my funeral would be like, oh, yeah, Chris is a party animal. He chased girls. He was a smart ass, blah, blah, blah. He was a hard worker. And I, that's kind of what I thought in my mind. I'm like, what? I went home and I wrote my eulogy. And that's when I came up with the fact that the, you know, the end of it is that Christopher Roush will have fought for what was right and what was fair. He will have risked words that mattered and he will left the earth a better place for who he was and what he did. And when I, when I did that and I read it out loud, I literally, no joke, I had tears running down my face because I was like trembling, like, holy shit, I just found my why. I just yeah. found what it is that I want to do. I want to continue helping people. That's the day I started Master Motivators, which is my company, and just really got into speaking and coaching and everything else with full passion because that's what I realized is like my legacy is to take all my garbage, all my shit that I've been through in my entire life, transform that and be able to help other people do the same for them. It's awesome. So how do you get people to find their why? You know, it's interesting. Uh, there's a great book out there called The Passion Test. 
And that, as you can tell, I'm a big, big book kind of guy. Um, the passion test kind of gives you the, those secrets because I'm not an expert at having people find their why. That's why we go. That's why we send those guys to you. <laughs> I'm, I'm the habits and attitude dude. Uh, after you help them find their whys, right? Because you're, you're passionate about that. But, um, but it's, it's really like ask yourself. I mean, my the way I find my why is literally ask yourself what makes you feel great. What makes you at the end of the day. Whether you, you know, the, the old saying like, well, you just made a million dollars, but, or, 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 or I'll give you $5 million just because of you doing this. What would that one be, one thing be? Well, do that. You know, if you didn't get paid to do certain things, what would you do? I would do that. All right. That's your, that's literally the passion of, of what you should be doing or finding that why, um, finding your purpose. I mean, there's a great book, you know, just a little, uh, boom, commercial break, you know. Man, oh, really dude, <laughs> dude, I, I I recommend that book like probably ten thousand times a year. Oh, there you go. Anybody you complain right. that person made me feel like this. That person makes me feel like that. I'm like, oh shit, you got to read this book. And yeah. you read that book and you digest it. Nobody can make you think, feel anything that you don't want to do. I mean, the power of your mind is so amazing. And also, for me, we all have, we all have that why within us. By the way, to yeah. drop real quick, here's the Acres of Diamonds. I mean, we all have that that gold inside of us. Have you read this book, Acres of Diamonds? No, no, actually, I haven't heard of it because I remember you were talking about it the other day. Oh, no. man, brother, you got to get Acres of Diamonds. Do I have to put it in a plastic bag? Dude, I'll tell you why it's in a plastic bag. Yeah. Well, I'm sure it's probably an original, right? This is the uh, Amazon. This is Acres of Diamonds. This is the Amazon $4 version. Okay, $4 because it's a little, little book, little tiny book, right? And this is the... Uh, the uh, collector's item version, uh, original Acres of Diamonds that I got. Damn. That's actually in 1893, I think it was, Memorial Edition. Damn, where did you find that at? Online. <laughs> yep. Wow. You just, see my, you just see my Zig Ziglar and my, I got a lot of stuff back here, guys. I got, I got uh, over the top original Zig Ziglar book over here, too. What's uh what's Joe Joe saying? What Fred Smith? What's up, brother? What's up, Fred Smith? And then uh, you chase your wife still? That must be some sort of in inside jokes. Inside. Oh, well, there's Fred Smith. Oh, he was talking to. Okay, now I'm now I'm getting it. I was I thought that meant was meant for Eric. Um, you know Good. one of the things that one of the things that work for me, Eric, is when I get to people, I'm like, what's your why? And some people will be able to say, oh, this is my why, but a lot of people really don't. And they're like, I don't know what my why. I've spent my whole time figuring it out. You know what that is amazing question to ask somebody, Eric, is just ask them what pisses them off. Okay. Because when all of a sudden you ask somebody what pisses them off. They come up with 75 things that piss them off. And I'm like, pick one and change it. Okay. And you're like, like, what's the, what's the one that pisses you off the most? Okay. You know, pedophiles or human trafficking, or, you know, the fact that tide keeps coming out with new bleach and it's the same fucking bleach. I'm like, <laughs> okay, well start a campaign, do something like that. Um, so it's amazing. If, and I share that with the viewers out there in case you're struggling with your why number one, think about your eulogy, because when you have your eulogy, then you work backwards. So you figure out what the end game is and you just work backwards. You create goals, little milestones to what you want to do. Sure. Eric and I are setting that example. Our why is to help people. So that's what we set in motion. We come out here and we do these lives. We coach people. We go out and speak. We do all these different things. We mentor people because that is our why. And once you know your why, you work backwards and you figure that out and it gets exciting. It's like, okay, I know when I get to the end of my days that I'm going to look back on my life and I'll be like, holy shit, man, I impacted a lot of people. I fought for what was right, what was fair. And then my son can look at my legacy and the world can look at my legacy and say, you know what? He didn't waste his time here. He actually fulfilled his time. Sure. Um, yeah. What are, what are, what are, what are some like in, cause we've already been going for an hour and I want to respect everybody's time. I want to respect your time. What sure. are like the top in the last six months you've seen in the world? 
What are the top suggestions you have for people to reinvent themselves, reassert themselves, to come out of these, these, these uncertain times, these trying times with a different attitude, a different perspective, one that serves them, that doesn't shoot themselves in the foot. What are some recommendations you can honestly make that people can walk away from the show and say, okay, I'm going to go do these. I mean, they've got some great book suggestions. They can go look at the resources. Um, and I'll post those, all those links in the show. What in yeah. your experience from right now, where you sit, the experience you've had, like we've been talking about, what can people do? Yeah. Great, great question. So I'll give you three things. One is get off your ass. Yep. Uh, two is find 10 new people you don't know and start becoming friends with them. And, and number three is write another book. I don't care if you've already written book, write another one. I just, I just thought about this, uh, last night that, uh, read or write, write, oh, write another book, write another book. Okay. Yeah. Or write your first book, literally write a book. Okay. <laughs> like become an author or become another author. And um, what I'm going to do is I just decided the other, other night that I've got these, uh, these books. I'm, I have five uh, books right now. One of them, one of them is called the uh, crush and dominate. And the subtitle is 13 strategies to piss off your competitors. Okay, oh. so that's one of my books, which I, I love. Actually, I've got a copy right here. I forgot about that. Uh, this is the small version copy, but the regular version is sold out anyway. So it looks like that. All right. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to come up with the crush and dominate series, which I already have the crush and dominate.com, all that stuff, but I'm going to come up with the series. So it's going to be 13 strategies to piss off your competitors. Then I'm going to come up with 13 strategies to be a influence on the web. All right. Uh, 13 strategies to, uh, to communicate and connect with others. Right. So I'm going to come up with the 13 strategy series and I'm just, I decided that last night. So there you go. So just be creative. My, my, my three things are, Get off your ass, okay? Stop, stop being lazy. That's number one. Number two is find ten people you don't know and start to get to know them. You know, maybe learn a new hobby or something like that, right? And number three is become another author. Those are the three things. Your, your audience do the, does that over the next six months. It's it's gonna be awesome for everyone. And explain and thank you, Eric. What what does the book do for them? You know, for somebody who might be sitting at home, they just lost their job. They're trying to figure stuff out. They're running out of money. What does the book do for them? Is that does that create them as an expert status? Does that give them a platform? Does that give them an avenue in? What does that do for them? Because they may be sitting there going, "I don't know what the hell fuck I'd write about, and I don't have time to write a book." So, what's the value in that for them? You don't have time to write a book. Nobody has time to write a book. Really? Yes, they do. First of all, they do, and all of the above. What you just said. What's the value of it? It's all of the above. It's it's literally finding the genius inside of you and not dying with the, with with a dance still inside of you. Like Wayne Dyer used to say. You know, Wayne Dyer used to have. I don't know if your listeners know this. Uh, not not that people not that many people know this. Wayne used to have a, a a suit. He said it was a brown suit and it didn't have any pockets. And the reason why is because he's not taking anything when he passes away. So that's his that's his passing away suit. Right? They're gonna bury him with no pockets. Right. Um, and, and, and there's many reasons why you should write a book. I mean, becoming an expert or having an expertise in a certain field. I mean, that's awesome. Um, getting more exposure in different ways. I mean, I'm assuming your audience is probably entrepreneurs, business owners, um, that people who want to get on more stages or summits or whatever they are, right? The, the, it's, it's just gonna help you get more great exposure. So I think it's, it's and it's therapeutic. That's another thing. It's really, it, it, it gets you, and you don't have to have any money. You don't have to have money to write a book. You can grab a computer or your phone or app, uh, you know, uh, your iPad or whatever, and just start writing, you know, or grab a piece of paper and a pen. There you go, a notebook, a 99 cent notebook. I forgot about that part. Mm -hmm. uh, and start writing, you know, it's very therapeutic, you know, even if you're writing for yourself. It certainly is. I know I, I wrote a book back there and I still haven't published it actually that way. That's weird. No, yeah. that way. <laughs> 
That way, so, no, my, brand, so my branding is 69 tips for living your kick-ass life. And it's oh, cool. uh, volume one. So you remember uh, life's little instruction book? Yeah. Are you going to have so, 69 volumes? So, so this is, so this is, uh, so this is life's little instruction book, uh, but the kick-ass version, like number 25 is change shit up. Right. So it's like, it's, it's, it's for the, uh, for the kick-ass version, but it's, uh, be confident, not arrogant. Um, yeah. don't be a dick. You know, there's all these, diff- and it's all just, you know, hum- humorously written, but, there's a volume of that just, just to ha- kind of have fun with that. Uh, Tina says, uh, Eric, before you close, can you provide more info on your AF project? Thank you. Yeah, sure. So, uh, Tina, I just made this up uh, recently. It's going to be called Create Your AF. And it's literally Create Your Awesome Future. <laughs> and everyone's talking about AF this, AF that, right? I personally don't curse that much, but what the heck? I'll jump in with the AF. <laughs> and the AF is going to be the awesome future. So that's my that's that project. But the other projects we have are the masterminds. So if any any of your team members, you guys look, connect with Christopher over there. <laughs> I went the wrong way. Connect with him. Yeah, this way. Here we go. <laughs> connect with him. Tell him to connect you with me and my team because we've got this awesome Habitude Warrior mastermind that is blowing people's socks off. And it's amazing. And I'll tell you what, if if I may share something, can I can I share sure. something really passionate about it? Uh, absolutely, uh, absolutely. Check this out, man. This is the pat. This is so uh, near and dear to my heart. Um, oh, you put me full screen now. I'm embarrassed and, and shy. But here it is. Uh, I'm really- you are embarrassed and shy. <laughs> Sometimes I get shy. What do you do? Um, so I'm, I'm really passionate about this. That I, I know that there's a lot of. Um, I mean, I'll ask you. Yep, he got embarrassed. He got embarrassed. I don't. I don't want to embarrass people. <laughs> we have we'll a little. We'll oh, I like this. No, go go to the other one. That was cool. You like this one? I don't know. That's like I love that one. this is awesome, man. This is beautiful. This is great. I love it. Oh, I love it, man. So, so here's the deal. So, um, so let me ask you, Christopher. Uh, oh, I want my mic right in front of me, just like you have yours. <laughs> All right, there we go. <laughs> Looks Perfect. Like so, let me ask you this question: Are you familiar, um, Christopher, with a lot of the? Um, there's a lot of masterminds out there, and are you you're, you're knowledgeable about the fact that there's a lot of high end masterminds, like? I'm talking about, and you and I know a lot of these guys, right? Oh, and yeah. I mention their 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 names, um, but there's guys like I mean, oh, I can't really mention their names, but they're multi-millionaires. They're I'm I'm friends with all of them. They're really great guys. They're awesome. They're uh, a few females, uh, a lot of guys, uh, Vegas, L.A., Hollywood, uh, some in the East Coast, so forth. I know all these guys, and and I'm good friends with them. And what happens is they have these. Um, thanks, Linda. Uh, they have. Oh, I think she was talking to you. Uh, they have these uh, these these masterminds that are like you know. 5k a like a, a a month okay you got to pay 5k a month or it's got to be you know it's a hundred thousand dollars a year or it's whatever it is and i'm thinking that's a little i mean that's cool but that's that's a little pricey for a lot of people and then, I, then I, yeah and then i noticed some people doing the the 20k for three months or you know whatever it is and then some people are doing whatever whatever their their price pricing is i thought you know what i i don't look I'm going to say this and I'm saying it on record. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm going to. This is my passion about it. This, make sure this doesn't go live. Um, so my, when are we going to start recording, by the way? Are we starting soon? Yeah. So, there's, only, there's, only, there's only two people watching. You're good. <laughs> two times thousands, I'm sure. Uh, so here's what, I, here's what I'm going to tell you is this. I, I love the millionaires. My millionaire friends are great. They're amazing. They're awesome. And I don't care where you are status-wise on income. But I don't want to teach the millionaires. I want to teach the masses. I want to help the masses. I want to help 
the people who are like, look, I'm dealing with this shit right now. I'm dealing with pandemic. I'm dealing with this and dealing with that. And I don't have a job and I don't have this, but I have some ideas and I'm going crazy and I need some help. Well, come join us at our mastermind, Habit to Warrior Mastermind. What we do is we help you. We hold you by the hand. Yes, there's a couple millionaires in the group. I know for sure because uh, I invited my friends. Okay, so yes, you're going to be surrounding yourself with millionaires, but you're also going to be surrounding yourself with people who are just getting out of the salary position and into entrepreneurship. You're going to be dealing with people who are they're running a, a real estate office, but you know they have 25 agents. They're not making millions. They're making you know three, four hundred k a year. That's great. You're going to have people making 75k a year, whatever it is. But the thing is, I wanted to make it really compassionate. So that's what I did. And I'm not gonna get pricing here or anything, but I'm saying, look, it's really, really, really great pricing that we've done so that we can get the masses involved in these masterminds and get them on a consistent level so that I can help them. I can have my team help them. I can have my speaker friends help them. I mean, I surround myself with, I mean, literally my my uh, magazine, if I have it here. Oh yeah, it's right here. Um, this. This magazine that we put together, which is the uh, Influencers Magazine, has over 33 top speakers that are famous authors and speakers that are, are on my stages, from Sharon Lecter to Alex Stern to you name it, um, all, all, all across the board. Uh, those are the people that we bring into our mastermind as special guests, so you get to hang out with them as well. So I wanted to bring it to the to the world is what I want to do. So, And as you can probably tell, I'm really passionate about it. So there you go. No, that's great, man. I mean, that's what it's about. It's about serving people, about having that integrity. Integrity. I can't talk this afternoon for some reason. I've been talking a lot today. Um, yeah, no, I know. I've been talking since like eight o'clock this morning. Um, you know, and I, and I just want to highlight this comment. I think, and I've I've gotten to know you. I've no, like you said, we've we've known each other for probably about eight years on social media here and there, but now we're getting to know each other a lot better. And I can see that you are this person. So thank you, Linda, for saying that because. Uh, Linda. You know, Thank you. In 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 this in this in the speaker space and everything else, there are a lot of different types of personalities and a lot of different situations you're going to find yourself in. I'm speaking to the Joe public out there, but I'm not speaking to you. Um, so just be careful that you surround yourself with the right people. That's why I really really commit to being who I am all the time. I'm the same person I am on the show as I am hanging out. I'm going to be the. I'm wearing the same shit. I'm talking the same shit. I'm always going to be the same person. When you're going to find other people in the in this space who won't have that. So. I really encourage you guys to connect with Eric. Eric, where can they, where's the best place they can find out more information about you and connect with you, whether it's Facebook or um, one of your websites, where, where can you direct these guys to, uh, to connect with you? Yeah. So let me see, I could put it in, uh, can I put it in the feed? Is that cool with you? you oh yeah, absolutely. Cool with that. Okay. So I'll put um, <clears throat> this, uh, um, oops. And I don't think it came in. Huh. All right. So just go to, yeah, it, it was, uh, for some reason it was coming up earlier and it's not doing it now. Um, just go to masteruniversity.com. So I will, I will, I will make sure that's in there. Yeah. Master university. And there'll probably be a redirect to ericswanson.com. Masteruniversity.com. Yeah. It's actually, um, not a redirect. It's actually a, a site. Uh, that's fine too. Or you could do this. Okay, so I put it both in the feeds there. You can you can share that if you'd like to. So oh, yeah. basically, I put. Uh, let me go back to you. There we go. So Master University. Who was that? What she said? Um, oh, it was, uh, it was Tina said Super Dad, aka Christopher. Yes, thank you. That's awesome. So MasterUniversity.com. That will bring you to our landing page in regard to our uh, mastermind. 
and it's it's awesome. Uh, so check it out. You know, have a conversation with us. See if it resonates with you. Let's get you involved. And it's 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 really awesome. So and and I want to open it up to the masses. I really want I want to help everyone. Is what I really want to do. And then I put in um, I put another feed in there somewhere. It says uh, it should say text um, mastermind to five nine nine two five. And that'll give you a, a redirect so that you can give us your your first name and your cell number if you want, and we can reach out to you in the next next few days. Awesome, yep. awesome. Yeah. Well, Eric, I know we've been going for an hour and eleven minutes. Uh, yeah. I'm sure you and I could probably go for like ten hours based on our conversations already. Um, let's but do I want to respect. No, let's do it. Let's do, it. do it. Okay. All <laughs> right. You, Coming you, up after the break, we're gonna go <laughs> in. We're gonna talk about uh, no. <laughs> I was going to say, you remember when that. we uh, didn't we do that before? We did the um, um, I'm putting another website in here, by the way. Uh, we did uh, were you on it when when we just kept on going seven or eight, nine hours? I think you were on it. Uh -huh. with, oh, with, yeah, that was a marathon. My ass was killing me. I was uh, like, okay, I need a I need a I need a potty in here. Yeah, it was the breaks. <laughs> it, was, uh -huh. it was funny. It was when we were first jumping on uh, StreamYard and it was so much fun. We had so many different people joining us from Alex Stern to Glenn Moore shower, you name it. Everyone was joining, joining us. That was so much fun. I think Sharon Lecter joined us too. That's yeah. so, that was so much fun. Dude, no, you're no. awesome, man. I really appreciate you and what you're doing. I, I mean, honestly, like, like here, give me full screen for a second. I'll show you something. You got it. Hey guys, my name is Eric Swanson. I'm a five-time number one best-selling author. Enough about me. I want to talk about Christopher Rausch. This guy's awesome. I mean, if you want to be awesome AF, then check him out. He's my man. He's your man. He's everyone's man. Check him out. Hats off to him. Thanks so much. Dude, you're awesome. Thank you. There's a thank you. Thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. I just catheter. <laughs> catheter. Like, what? She's like, you know, don't take a break. Just do a catheter. Let's keep oh, on. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. I had back surgery. I had, this is a true story. I had back surgery last January, major back surgery. And I and I told the uh, the anesthesiologist, I told everybody before they put me under, I said, if you're going to, I said, you guys going to put me a catheter? Like, yeah. And I'm like, I don't want to wake up with that. I don't yeah. want to wake up. I don't want an intubation tube and no catheter. And they're like, are you sure? I'm like, absolutely sure. And then unbeknownst to me, after having, uh, my L3, L4, L5 fused. I woke up feeling like I was in a car crash. I couldn't even push on the bed. I couldn't even push oh. on the bed. And all of a sudden, after they got me to my room, there was a whole clusterfuck on that. Once they finally got me to my room, I was like, uh-oh. How? And they've got the, you know, they got the, the IV there. They're just pumping you full of liquids. And I'm like, I can't walk. I can't move. And now I have to pee. Now I don't have a catheter. And I'm like, what do I do? So the nurse comes in and she hands me this bedpan. And I'm like, how am I supposed, I can't move. I literally, I'm not even kidding you, Eric. I would just go, I would barely go like this and I would scream it yeah. so bad. And so it was, it was, it was the funniest story trying, trying to get me to, yeah, most people don't need to know this, but yeah, it was a, it was an interesting situation. So I found out that later on, they're like, if you have surgery again and you're in the, you're in bed for four or five days, do the catheter. Just don't be awake when they pull it out. Wow. That's um, crazy. Yeah. Um, so we've, we've talked about all sorts of different things over here, but, um, once again, man, I value you. Thank you so much for being on the raw and scripted show. We're definitely going to be doing more things and things of that nature. I'm going to put you backstage for a second. We'll catch up for a second and I'll just, I'm going to uh, put some pants on. Okay. Uh, I've, I've got, I've got board shorts on right now. I always do. I always do my, I always do my shows in shorts, so I'm right. but, uh, we'll, we'll talk, we'll talk for a second in a minute, but, um, oops, uh, boom, boom. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's the Raw and Unscripted show with myself, Christopher Roush, and my super Mr. Awesome guest, Eric Swanson. 
Um, in this last hour, we've really, I know we've joked around a lot, but you have to look for the nuggets and everything. And the fact that the nuggets is, you know, think about your attitude, think about your habits, think about your commitment, think about your consistency, think about your legacy, think about your excuses. I mean, I'm the no excuses coach. So when you come to me and you have all these excuses about why you can't do, do something, just simply ask yourself, what would it take to do it? What do I need to, who do I need to be to do it? One of the things I was going to get in the conversation with Eric was talking about questions. I love questions. When you ask yourself the right questions, you get the right answers. And so the question I want to leave you with today, if you're struggling with something, and this is a question that I've helped out a lot of people recently, um, when you're struggling with something and you're thinking about doing something you, you're, you don't want to do, and you know, that's probably not good for you. It's going to take you off your project. It's going to take you off your goals. Just ask yourself, will I be happy with this decision tomorrow? Let me say that again. Will I be happy with this decision tomorrow? Yes or no. And if you're going to answer yourself, you're going to be honest with yourself. You're going to stop whatever it is that you're doing. You're going to make that commitment. You're going to do that 75 hard. You're going to make those sacrifices because at the end of the day, like my tattoo says, what doesn't kill me only makes me stronger. When you have that attitude, when you have that unstoppable kick-ass attitude that nothing's going to get in your way, nobody's going to get in your way, and you're going to fight for everything that you want to get, you're going to you're going to you're going to push yourself. That's where the reward is. The reward isn't getting the stuff that you want to get. The reward isn't actually seeing yourself complete something because the endorphin rush, the momentum, the inertia, the the liveliness that comes in your attitude just projects out and you attract more of that in your life. I was just I've been coaching somebody now for a little bit and she's starting to realize these things in a short amount of time. She's like, oh my God, I'm standing up for myself and I'm doing these things and I'm making these commitments and I'm making these promises to myself and I'm not going back and I'm not going to doing these things. And you can see the radiance from her just in this little short while of coaching her that she's realizing that once you stand up for yourself and you walk in that path, it's an amazing life that you can create for yourself. And if you're having troubles and you're having struggles with the fact of, of what it is that you're working on and you want a coaching session, just reach out to me. Just go. I mean, you can sit there and you can reach out to me. You can go on www.calendly.com forward slash Christopher Roush. You can book a free 45 minute coaching session. It's just me and you talking. I'm going to help you with one specific problem. And that way you can walk away with some strategies and get yourself out of this. Cause like Eric, I'm here to serve. I'm here to give. I mean, that's, that's my heart is to see us, you know, grow closer, grow as one and continue to kick ass and be unstoppable and go share our gifts and go make impacts in the world. We have to do that because the world needs us right now. The world needs love. The world needs us to stand up and use our voices and, and build our confidence and not, not let, you know, shit go by anymore. That's, that's what we have to do. We have to sit there and be strong because at the end of the day, when you get to the end of your life, do you want to look back and go, oh yeah, I played it safe. I was in my comfort zone. I watched 80 million hours of Netflix, blah, 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 this and blah, blah, blah. Or do you want to look back and say, holy shit, man, I took some fucking risks. I traveled, I got in debt. I went bankrupt, but I started two companies and I did this and I went here and I did these. And then at the end, I figured it all out and I was able to you know, help all these other people or whatever it is that your why is. Find your why, work backwards, stop giving yourself excuses, start giving yourself a chance and, and watch the words that you say to yourself because that is paramount. I love you guys. And this is brought to you by the Speaking to the Heart Podcast Network, where we actually are a resource, a resource for you know all different things to help you take your life to the next level. So check it out, speaking to the heart podcast network.org. Uh, check us out. Once again, from me to you, I love you guys. Make sure you stay unstoppable, make sure you stay kick-ass, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. And for the kick-ass radio show, I'm Christopher Roush. I love you guys. Peace, take care, and stay unstoppable.